Diablo 4 has arrived. As the forces of hell gather, only you can stand in their way. Journey across the expansive open world of Sanctuary. Choose from five powerful classes, then progress them to fit your playstyle. Adventure with your friends in up to four-player co-op with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. Welcome to hell. Diablo 4, available now. Rated M for Mature. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. Today's guest is so, so amazing. I can't wait to introduce you. Um, I have been such a huge fan of Miss Universe growing up and Miss uh, USA growing up. And it, it just played a huge role for me um, as a young woman, you know, just, just wanting to come into like whatever it was I wanted to do. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Miss USA. And also she was the con- uh, USA contestant in the 2021 Miss Universe pageant, Smith. So welcome to the show, Al. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm so honored to host you. You know, I, I meant what I said in my intro. I've always really loved pageants and I've like I've learned so much. You know, I didn't know English when I came to America and I used to watch them every year with my mom and it helped me you know what I mean like understand culture and and all the girls were always like so educated and they had such great things to say so I want to get started and um learn all about you and your journey into pageantry and everything else really um and just you know everything that led up to Miss Universe this year of course absolutely so um where did you so where did you start like where did the whole pageantry journey start for you You know, interesting. I'm a little bit different than you. So the pageant bug bit me when I was about 15. So I was in high school and I hadn't heard about pageants beforehand. I didn't know what they were. And a girl from my high school won the teen title. And so I was very intrigued at everything that she was doing. Um, But before that, she was someone that I looked up to. She was beautiful. She was smart. She was involved in a lot of different things. She didn't limit herself to what she was involved in. It could be theater. It could be cross country. Um, And so I admired her. And then I saw that she was the teen title and I was like, okay, what is she doing? I want to get involved somehow. (laughs) So that's where it started for me. Um, And then my love for it just grew. I think I, that my appreciation for pageantry um, and the women that competed, they always made me want to be better. And so finally I was like, you know what, you should just stop watching and finally commit to competing. And so I committed in December of 2020 to compete in Miss Kentucky USA. Um, I was graduated from school. I was in my full-time job and I was like, okay, this seems like a very good time to do it. And I competed in Miss Kentucky USA, happened to win. I wasn't expecting that. And then I think that's where the pageant journey just kind of took off from there. That's so cool. And how old were you at that time when you won Miss Kentucky? I was 22. Well, yep. I know to ask a lady's age, but you know, I'm curious just for all the girls, you know, I feel like every, there's so many young women that want to go into pageantry L and I never hear about it anymore. Like back when we were growing up, everyone used to talk about it, but I don't hear about it. Like in terms of just everyday conversation. So, you know, um, I want to, eventually I'm going to ask you for advice for everyone, you know, that might be interested, but um, so after Miss Kentucky, what was the process like for entering into Miss USA? Like, how does that work? It was a whirlwind. So when you win your state title in the USA system, you're automatically given a bid to go to Miss USA. Um, 
And so I knew when I won, I was like, okay, I'm going to walk the Miss USA stage, the one I've been watching for the past couple of years, which is a crazy feeling. Um, But prep started immediately. So I was crowned on May 21st, went into my interview, not interview. I went into a meeting with my directors and she said, we're going to start preparing for Miss USA, but also we're going to start preparing for Miss Universe because at that time they already knew that it was going to be a really, really quick turnaround um, from Miss USA to Miss Universe. So I think that changed um, the nature of my prep. It was a lot more intense. Um, It was consistent every single day. I was working on something, whether it be interview prep, whether it would be the physical aspect, um, the mental preparation, all of those things. So from the time that I was crowned in May to November, it was nonstop prep, which was exhausting at times, but very much worth it. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine because yeah, you've got to keep up with so many different aspects, right? Like, so what was like, can you tell us a little bit about that prep journey? Like what they make you go through, like just to stay on top of everything? Of course. So there's so many different things that go into Miss USA, things that you probably don't think about. So in terms of the mental preparation, you are there for a little bit more than a week and you're going nonstop. You have appearances with the group, you're getting pulled for interviews for different marketing things. You have all these different things. So you know, being camera ready, um, being comfortable in front of a camera was something that I had to not really learn because I worked as a reporter, but just, you know, perfect because reporting is a lot different than pageantry. I get to show my personality a little bit more um, on the pageantry side. So that was something that was interesting. Um, Interview prep, of course, the biggest part of Miss USA is the interview. They want a woman who is articulate, who can speak to basically a wall, um, just has those communication skills. So I was an interview prep 24 seven. And then of course the fun part was wardrobe. You go through your entire wardrobe for the week. You want to be fresh. You want to be fun. Um, you get to want, you want to show your personality. And then the physical aspect, I, fun fact, was not in the gym at all before competing in pageantry. I was scared of the gym. Um, but thankfully, through this whole process, I've, you know, created this healthy relationship with going to the gym and health as a whole. So that was a very big part of my prep as well. That's so cool. No, I really like that. And I like that um, what you said about, you know, they really want you to be, you know, articulate really well when you speak and just speak in a way that globally people will understand, you know, your message. And I think that's, that's so huge. You know, that's something that we don't really, um, I guess, focus on, I think, as a society, especially in the West, I feel like, you know, so, I mean, I'm sure for you, it was a pretty easy transition, right? Because we, I mean, you just seem like, (laughs) like it was, you know, it's, um, I think it was, I wouldn't say it was an easy transition, but just because the whole pageantry world was so new to me because Miss Kentucky USA was my first. And so, you know, doing a deep dive into the pageant world is a little bit intimidating, but also being a reporter, I'm used to being on your side. So I'm used to asking all the questions. And so to be on side and to not control the conversation um, is still even right now a little bit nerve-wracking I'm still getting used to it but that was the biggest part for me that's what I had to work on the most Oh, that's a, it's very interesting, actually. It's just, I don't think many people realize like how much you guys have to like go through and like really prepare yourselves for. So that's very, very cool. And I want to actually ask you, because I know that the pageant world, unfortunately, and I really mean, unfortunately, has gotten so much just, you know, I, I guess you could call it negative publicity or like, you know, there's a lot of blame game stuff going on about, you know, body image and women. And so what's your opinion about all that? Because I personally don't agree with it. I'm just putting that out there for everyone listening. I don't think pageantry can be blamed for anything like that but because there's a lot of stuff going on 
No, there is. And I think people are always going to have those preconceived notions about pageantry. But I like you, I agree. You can't blame the pageantry world as a whole um, for body image issues. Um, one thing that I loved about our class is that we represented a wide variety of bodies. You know, we were all proud women um, and we were showcasing that different body types are OK. And that's what I loved about our class. We were diverse in ethnicity, but also in body type. And I think we can... Um, really embrace that and move towards a more accepting and inclusive um, environment. But, you know, I, I don't think you can blame the pageantry world for any of that. Yeah, no, I agree. And thank you for that answer. I, I completely agree with you. And, you know, for me, I see when I see things like that, I also think that, you know, it's more propagating like excuse driven mentality for a lot of people, you know, that might be dealing with, you know, making a decision. Do you want to go towards this route or not? I mean, it's just excuses. So I agree with you. Thank you for answering that. Um, I actually want to ask you about um, just the whole like, I guess you could say, like, transition, right? Because you mentioned that you were a reporter before, and I know that this has taken up all of your time and your career has shifted so much. So how has that been, especially as a woman, you know, in in just the career world and uh, juggling everything? You know, it's uh, it's been interesting, I will admit. Um, juggling prep and a full-time job for any, there was multiple contestants who did it. So we all talked and we would laugh and be like, we're struggling. You know, it's hard. <laughs> it was hard to do both, but I love um, that the Miss USA organization wants a woman who's well-rounded, um, who's driven, who is professional. And I think working and juggling prep really showcased my abilities. And so I appreciate it. I learned a lot over the past couple of months um, leading up to Miss USA about myself, um, about the real world. And I will forever be grateful for those lessons. But it prep is interesting. There's so many skills that transcend from reporting um, over to pageantry. I've relied heavily on those communication skills over the past couple of months and, you know, being in front of a camera, although it's a little bit different being in front of a camera, I'm more used to it. I'm more natural because of my reporting job. So I appreciate all the lessons I learned from work. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, and well, I'm going to say one thing is that I watched the Miss Universe pageant. And I remember when you were announced, I was just like, <laughs> it was like so many different things coming together for me. One, obviously, you know, you're Miss USA. And then you're also a woman of color. And I was just like, Yes, like I'm so excited. So I want to I want you to speak on that, you know, being a woman of color and then representing our, our country on such a huge stage, you know, how has that been? What's the feedback you've gotten about that? You know, all the good things. No, it was something that I will never, ever forget. My grandkids will hear about it. My great grandkids will hear about it. You know, representing the United States as Miss USA is such a great honor. And then to go to Miss Universe um, and walk the Miss Universe stage as Miss USA, it's the feeling was incredible. I was so proud to have that sash on. And, you know, I am a black woman, a biracial woman. Um, I represent so much. And it's funny because I still feel just like Elle. I feel pretty normal. But the message that I've received um, from grandmothers who are like, my granddaughter watched Miss USA and she was so happy to see a woman of color win. Um, and, or my cousins, my little cousins, just so many messages from women who are scared to enter pageantry. And I was like, I, I did it for my first time at Miss Kentucky USA and then ended up winning Miss USA. Anything can happen. Um, so I think representation is so incredibly important. Um, and I hope I'm making everyone proud. That's what I would say. 
you really are because i completely think that this is for me it was so revolutionary right because i'm i'm now like you know 35 years old i've watched miss universe i told you you know growing up and it was always like the blonde blonde woman you know and it was like i was always rooting for miss usa obviously you know but to have someone represent women like myself who grew up watching pageants and you know what I mean loving beauty and loving the idea of being a woman and representing that I mean it's a whole different you know dynamic and there's so many layers that are satisfied you know when you're watching that as a, just just a consumer so I you know this is actually my segue into beauty because I really want to talk to you about you know some of the things that I guess have become over time your beauty staples and the way that you've approached it, especially given the page the pageant. I'm sure it's impacted like how you do your makeup or how you approach your your skin health and stuff. So I want to talk about that as well because that's also very underrepresented, you know, especially for women of color in in our industries. So absolutely, ask away. What do you want to know about my skincare routine? <laughs> Um, what is the prep like for you daily versus like pageant uh, prep, like for your skin health? Oh, goodness gracious. I think it's more or less the same. You know, you always want to take care of your skin. Um, I'm always drinking a gallon of water a day. That's something that I've realized helps my skin a lot. Um, just moisture wise, um, I always take off my makeup at night, even no matter how exhausted I am. I realize if I don't, I break out, which is um never fun, no matter how old you are. It's never fun. Um, but also my staples, I would say my goal at Miss USA was to really showcase my personality, which is like, I think is like this fun, fresh person. And so I never wanted to be too heavy on the makeup. And so even for day to day, it's usually just a tinted moisturizer, um, blush mascara. That's what it was. And so of course, for the stage, we upgraded it a little bit more, but even at the Miss USA stage, I was like, fresh. We don't want to look too heavy. We don't want anything dark. Um, but definitely light is my go-to go-to on a day-to-day basis. That so like minimalist approach always. Yeah, very much. But what's your favorite tinted moisturizer though? I got to know. <laughs> Cinegens. And so Cinegens is actually the sponsor for Miss USA. And I promise I'm not just saying this, um, because they handed me the moisturizer while I was at USA and I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. And it's absolutely phenomenal. It's not too heavy it just like sits on your skin just the right amount it makes you glow just brings everything that you just kind of need in the morning where you're like okay, I just need a little something um that's what I love um and then the blush Cinegen's blush as well those are the best ones that I use that's so cool I love that um you know so really in terms of every so that's normal than the minimalist approach for beauty overall for L. yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely so- now, one thing I want to ask is I know that when you went to Miss Universe, there's this idea of like, you know, people say the beauty changes no matter, you know, depending on what country you're in and what region you're in. But I would, you know, really like to know from a global perspective, what you noticed it are like staples for women when it comes to beauty, whether that's, you know, smiling a lot or whatever you noticed, you know? You know, it's interesting because I called my mom while I was at Miss Universe and I said, it is fascinating to see the different standards of beauty from all over the world. Like we all look so incredibly different, but we're all beautiful. So that was so fun for me to see. Um, and you know, I think the one thing at Miss Universe, um, was of course hair. Like we just want luscious locks, luscious hair for anybody, but also a good lip. I think a good lip color can be fun. Um, 
show a little bit of personality, pull a whole face together. Um, I realize that sometimes when I'm like, I'm missing something, it's because I don't have anything on my lips. And so it was fun to see all the different girls pick their different lip colors while at Miss Universe. That was something that I loved. That's so cool. And by the way, your curls looked phenomenal on stage. (laughs) I just, I I saw your curls and I was like, oh my God, they're the prettiest curls I've ever seen. So that's so cool. What do you use for your hair, by the way? I'm going to definitely ask that because. The hair routine, girl, it has taken me a minute because I, I'm biracial. So my mother is white, had no idea how to do my hair. Um, And so it was a struggle growing up. Finally, as like a 21 year old, I finally figured out the perfect concoction of different things to use. So I'm obsessed with Carol's daughters, um, hair products. I use their shampoo conditioner and then I use their, um, cream that they have. And then a little bit of gel and then I diffuse. That's it. Super easy. Um, last me about like three or four days and then I redo it. So not the most in-depth crazy hair routine you've ever heard, but it works for me. <laughs> long as it works that's so cool i hope everyone heard that by the way definitely use it because that was like so it's like your hair just looked perfect and i always like wonder about curly hair because i actually put together that 2021 like top picks for us yeah. and that was the hardest section was the curly hair part so i was well, like but also for pageantry i would be remiss to note that um i've invested in a very small curling iron and mm. so affects the like curls that are not like the most defined and so I do that when I'm on stage so I I'm not gonna lie about that one I will I do do use a little curling iron to perfect those ones awesome pro tip indeed I love that um I want to actually ask you though very generic question but I mean we have to know what is in your makeup bag like on a daily use like what products are always in there what do you love using day in and day out oh goodness okay the Fenty concealer, of course. I love the Fenty concealer. I don't go anywhere without blush. Um, just a simple CoverGirl mascara. I love that just for a little bit of a touch up. Um, and then chapstick. Those are my ones. See, simple. And that's all it is. Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's so cool to hear that because I feel like people expect this exuberant answer to like, what's in your makeup bag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I, yeah my makeup bag's over there and that's what would be in it yeah Concealer, blush chapstick mascara those if I'm in a panic and I need to have my makeup done that's all I need those are the ones that I, need. <laughs> I love that. I love that and I you know I, the next question is actually a little heavier but I think it's very important to ask you is growing up you know I think as women especially young girls we have these like Um, things that mold us right and the way that we think about beauty and beauty standards and just you know all those things and psychologically so growing up what were uh who were some of the women or maybe actresses or scientists whoever it was that you really looked up to or maybe saw and you know you you really liked their aesthetic or the way that presented themselves or anything like that Well, goodness, I have so many um I would be remiss to say that my mother was the first person to that taught me how to do makeup. I remember sitting on the, like sitting on the ground and watching her do her makeup, um, before work every single day. And I would think, wow, she's the most beautiful woman in the whole entire world. So mom, um, definitely taught me a lot just about skincare makeup. Um, she taught me that you don't need makeup, that you're naturally beautiful. And I think sometimes we all forget that. Um, and then, but mom and I also loved people magazine. 
So we would scroll through People Magazine when I was little. And the queen herself, Angelina Jolie, I just loved everything about her because she's such a stunning woman um, naturally. And she could just had this effortless look to her, which I hope to achieve one day. Um, Still working on it. But Angelina Jolie, um, Beyonce, just as a black woman, everything that she is, I want to be exactly like her. But I would say those three, my mom, Beyonce, and Angelina Jolie are my favorites. That's a nice balance. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for answering that. Yeah, I think we all have these, uh, you know, they just stick with you, icons, really. But um, that's so cool. And, you know, obviously, you know, Al, I told you I was going to ask you this, is about that advice for young women that are listening. And, you know, maybe you're already into pageantry, you know, if you're listening, any of the audience, or you've been in pageantry. It's just some advice from you about being, a you know, a woman and going into a route that maybe might not feel so conventional, right? So I, I would love just some words of wisdom from you for them. Um, the first thing that I will say is do it. If you're on the fence, if you're nervous, um, if you've done it five times and you haven't gotten the outcome that you want, still do it again. Um, each time that I competed, I know I only competed twice, but each time I learned something new about myself, I learned skills that will transcend far past my pageantry career. And I had fun. I met new people who I can network with. The opportunities that the pageant world provides are just out of this world. Um, you know, you will learn so much. Um, and we need to diversify the pageantry world even more, you know, not even, eth- you know, with your ethnicity, but you know, sexuality, all of these different things. I'd love to see my more diversity in that regard as well. And so for all the women who are hesitant, just do it. And also if you're nervous, just realize that you have all the skills that you think you need, um, all the skills that you think you want, you already have those within yourself. So just believe in yourself, have a little bit of faith and it'll be a fun ride. Yes. Love that. And by the way, um, more power to tall women and tall young ladies. Because I remember when I was growing up, Elle, I read that you're like 5'10", right? Am I correct? <laughs> okay, well, I am 5'9". And I just, I want to just say this because when I was growing up, everybody else was very short and I got made fun of. So, hey, you know, all the tall girls, more power to you. No, just more power to the tall girls. And you better rock those six-inch heels like I do. You better rock them. <laughs> Absolutely. Al, thank you so much. This has been so, such a dream come true, genuinely, to be able to host you and just learn about your journey. Thank you. I would love to have you on anytime you have the time for it, obviously. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you again. We appreciate you. Thank you. And everyone tuning in, please leave your comments and questions and I'll pass them to Al's team. Thank you so much. Bye, guys.